0: You know, it was just shortly after I was ordained, I was in my first parish. And there was this day that I was on duty and I get a call from the receptionist that there was a woman there who wanted to talk to a priest. And so I got all excited because, you know, I'm still like zealous I was a newly ordained and I really thought like, you know, oh great, there's somebody that could use some help. I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna be everything that she's ever thought and everything she's ever dreamed that should happen in a priest. And then all of a sudden that dose of reality hit me going, who do I think I am? But neither here nor there, I went down to talk to her. And one of the things that I found out almost right away was she wasn't even Catholic. And so this kind of puzzled me a little bit, but she wanted to talk about her marriage. She was having some difficulties in her marriage and, and wanted to, to you know, like just get my opinion and get some advice from me. And I reminded her, I said, listen, I'm a priest. I'm not really a psychologist. I don't have advanced degrees in counseling and all the other stuff. I, I mean, I'll be happy to listen to you, but..." You know, let's see where it goes. And so she began to tell me that she's in this marriage. It wasn't very long. They hadn't dated very long. She was like in her mid-30s, so I was kind of a little curious about that. But you know, she started to say to me, you know, like, well, we've had a lot of problems. And I said, well, what kind of problems? Well, my husband, he's very abusive, and he drinks too much. And I said, OK. I said, but you know, you, you, it, like, you, you've had only a very short relationship. She goes, well, that's because I've actually had two other husbands. This is my third husband. And I said, well, why did you leave the the second one? And she goes, well, he was kind of abusive, and he drank too much. What about the first one? Well, you know, he was a little abusive at times. You know, very, very verbally abusive. Oh, and he drank too much. I said, where have you met these people? She goes, in a bar. (laughs) Well, I didn't have to be Einstein at that point to start figuring out there's a pattern going on here. And there was something going on. So I sat and I talked with her for a little while and, and, you know, I, I invited her to pray with me. And I said, listen, you know, these these relationships, maybe it's just the fruit of your own doing that, you know, maybe there's something going on. Well, to make a long story short, we continued to have conversations after that and we began to make some discoveries. And shortly thereafter, she decided that she wanted to become a Catholic and she went into our RCIA and was eventually baptized and confirmed at the Easter Vigil. Not only that, afterwards, she had become one of the most active Catholics in the parish, doing a lot of great things for others, helping people, sharing the good news, doing her part. And even to this day, I still marvel at it because there was something going on inside of her when I first met her. And I couldn't identify it, but I knew that there was something. She was one of those people that just had a hard time maintaining relationships. And it turned out that deep down inside of her was a wound that was very deep that she held on to. And every time she got into relationships, it was her wound that attracted her to these individuals. We don't really know very much about the woman in today's gospel, but isn't it a fascinating reading? I mean, every time I read it, it's this long extended story from John about this woman. And if you read it superficially, it just seems like this woman is another person of history that had a hard time getting in a good relationship. She just, husband after husband, for some reason went through them. And maybe it was her, maybe it was that. See, here's the thing. We don't know very much, do we? But we do know something happened that day, sitting by that well. There was a miracle that happened. I hope you caught it. There was a miracle. And the miracle wasn't that Jesus could tell her everything she did. See, I think we only have a very small part of the dialogue. I don't think we have everything else that was said. This was the part that was needed for us today to be able to focus on. She sat with Jesus, she was a broken woman, and Jesus, sitting there with her, reached into her and touched something, and she was healed. It wasn't that he could tell her that she was a serial polygamist. The town folks kept telling her that. See, the woman, the woman that I had sat with, she even said to me at one point when we were talking, she goes, I never expected it to be like this. I said, what do you mean? She goes, you know, you Catholics, I expected that you were gonna give me a big tongue lashing and wave your finger at me and tell me that I was gonna burn in hell for all eternity. And I said, but that's, that's not our way. We certainly wanna turn away from sin, but we also want to share the love of Christ with others. And so there's that balance that we always have to have when we come together. You know, I've found so many people that I've talked to over my years of priesthood, so many people who have, in effect, got some wound inside of them, and they've done a masterful job at building a fence around it to protect it. Now, why? I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist. I can't figure all that out, but I've seen it happen again and again. They come, they present something, but there's a wound much deeper, and it's what's really the, th- the thing that's preventing them from being a healthy, holy person. You could see it in the woman at the well. She had something, and she had built a fence around it. She wanted to push Jesus away. How how dare you, a Jew? No, no, you don't want anything to do with me. I'm gonna tell you what you're thinking. (laughs) Didn't work. She tried to push Jesus away. How, How many times do we do that in our own lives? We try to push him away because, you know what, if I let him get a little too close, if I let him in, He might find out what I'm really like. I got some news for you folks. He knows what you're really like. (laughs) There's no secret you have. There's no wound you've experienced. There's nothing that's happened in your life. There's no sin you've committed that he doesn't already know about. And all he asks us to do is to give it to him, to surrender it to him, to offer it to him for healing. And yet so many of us have built that fence around our womb because we think, oh no, this is too deep. This is too hurtful. This is, I I just got to protect myself so it never ever happens again. And like this woman in the gospel, we become that person that just can't seem to relate to others in a healthy, holy way. And so my dear brothers and sisters, Jesus really is the one. He's the only one. Don't push him away. Don't block him out. Don't try to tune him out. You've come here this morning for some reason, and I presume it's that you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. You want to experience what that woman experienced at the well. I'm not making that up. I believe that's why you're here. But what did she really experience? You know, this was a woman, she's a victim of the same thing we even do to this day. We like to give people labels. And when we give the person a label, it becomes almost a self-fulfilling prophecy after that. Oh, you know, she's that serial polygamist. She's that terrible woman. She's that horrible person that can't stay in a relationship. Let's keep her that way. All of her life being rejected by man after man, being hurt, broken, however it started, man after man that was in her life. And now there's one man who all of a sudden isn't being mean, isn't being hurtful. Rather, he was a man that just peered into her soul and something changed. That's Jesus Christ. He really is the one. When he peers into your soul, there's nothing you can hide from him. And if you let him, he can heal it. And that's the beauty, my dear brothers and sisters, of our being a Catholic. We don't want to label one another. We're all sinners. We know that but I don't want to start with your sin. I want to start with your heart, which is what Jesus did with this woman. The miracle was that for probably the first time in her life, she found out what love really is. Because Jesus himself peered into her eyes and all of a sudden she fell in love to the point where look what she did. She brought others to him. She was so excited. I mean, you know, she went, he told me everything I did. That's all she went around the town saying. He told me everything I did. And that convinced them to come and check it out. They no longer saw the woman that they had labeled. They no longer saw the woman who was a problem. They heard all of a sudden a woman who had been loved and changed. And for the first time she had her dignity back and she was now a member of the community once again. Jesus really is the one. And the miracles that he performs are beautiful, powerful miracles, then and now. And so today, I ask you sitting here today, examine the wounds that are within you if they're still holding you back. Pray to the Lord for healing if those wounds are still holding you back. Yes, we have all. Been we, we are sinners, we have sinned, and yes, we are people who have been sinned against. We have suffered abuse. We have grown up in alcoholic homes. We have been hurt by others. We've been physically abused, sexually abused, mentally abused, or we have done it to another. But that is meant to be healed, not harbored. That is meant to be released, not enslaving. And so we're not slaves to our hurt and to our past. We are children of God. And when this woman found out that she was a child of God and felt loved for the first time, she was radically, radically transformed. And that's the same thing that we do in our sacraments. It's great being a Catholic. We get to receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of that very Jesus who reached into that woman, who will reach into us today through the Eucharist who reaches us into us every time we go to the sacrament of confession, who reaches into us in every sacrament for the express purpose of healing, healing us, transforming us, changing us. And that's why we invite you to be part of our healing services on Monday night during Lent. That's why we set this up. We asked the Lord, what is it that the community could use? And he answered healing. And so we pray for that healing. We pray tomorrow night, we're going to pray for a healing from those who are bound and enslaved by fear. Those who are held back because of whatever it was in their life to be set free, to become that child of God. It's why we offer the 99 in a couple of weeks. Where we can come, like Jesus did, never meant for us to go this alone. And yet I find that most people who are hurt try to go it alone. They try to fix it themselves. They try to be, no, this woman had to be with someone else. She had to be with Jesus. And as a community gathered, we can be Jesus for another. And so break out of the cycle, tear down the fence, open up the door and let Christ in because he really is the one. He truly is the one. And when he comes in, wow, it's great. And when you're set free, you'll be like the woman, gleefully dancing around saying he really is the one. He's told me everything. He's freed me from my infirmity. He's taken away my sin. Wow. For the rest of Lent, we still have some great readings coming and I'll talk more about them in the coming weeks. But next week, we've got the man born blind. Again, a man who only gets a title, a label, but not be a person. And then finally, the raising of Lazarus from the tomb. I got a lot to say about that one, but I don't want to take up your time today. So as we keep coming back and keep coming back, I ask you to just embrace the fact that Jesus really is the one, there is no other, and whatever we can bring to him, he can heal, he can take care of it. And how does he do that? Through the love that he offers to you and to me, that love that we haven't experienced anywhere else, but once we do experience it, We will be changed forever. God bless you.